Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation, and you take it from there. Today we will continue our discussion on heaven and hell. Um, In our last episode, we kind of talked about our understandings of heaven now, um, and we're going to kind of move into hell. So let's talk about, let's talk about hell. Um, and, uh, Everett, what was your perceptions? And I know we kind of touched on this a little bit, but what were your understandings of what hell was when you were growing up, um, or earlier on in former traditions and stuff like that? What, what did hell, how was hell presented to you and what was your understanding of it? Well, so hell was this place of eternal torment and punishment. Um, and, you know, it was, it was, it was the threat um, of religion. If you, you know, if, if you didn't do right, if you weren't right, you would be in hell, this place of, you know, eternal torment, fires, you know, all those things. And was it, was that something that was after life? Yes. So hell was, yeah, it was, a you know, when you died, you either went to heaven or you went to hell. You ever seen that Tom and Jerry episode? Yeah. <laughs> you know the one I'm talking about? Yeah. It is like Jerry, Tom floats up or floats down or whatever. Um, so that's the kind of perception there. Right. Yeah. And what was the, and what was lucifer mephistopheles or the devil what what was what was the look what was you did you envision there uh yeah so the devil was this like red um dressed figure with horns and a pitchfork and you know had an evil laugh <laughs> right uh, right and that what the didn't that what the devil looked like yeah. in all the cartoons yeah yeah thank you saturday morning right. <laughs> forming my theology for <laughs> For me, <laughs> gosh, that's crazy. Okay, so uh, Tom, I'll come to you, but I want to talk more about that specifically. Uh, Tom, what was your perceptions of hell or understanding? Sorry, it was the same. Yeah, just a, your name is red, and if you don't, if your name's not red, you're out, and it's not good. Is that the in the, the in the Lamb's Book of Life? Is that where your name yeah. is read? Yeah. Yes, and hell is the place where it's not so much that the devil and the angels are in charge. You know, inmates aren't in charge in prison; they're just the strongest people in the prison, so they're basically in charge. Say more about that. What do you mean? What are you saying now? The well, the... I knew that hell wasn't where like God's in charge of heaven, the devil's in charge of hell. I, I knew that that wasn't the case, that hell, the devil and his angels were in hell uh, okay. with people whose names weren't written. But mm-hmm. it's just like in prison, the strongest, biggest guy in prison is kind of in charge in prison. Is that from not your, the, you know that from your stint? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
He's not in. He's not. He's not the warden or anything, but uh, he still runs the show. Mm. Interesting. And the devil was the red pajamas, you know, <laughs> horns guy. I thought you. more of like a scary demon. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I. It's not something I try. Wanted to think about, but yeah, no kidding. But I think I was also aware of the fact that. Um. The devil was in disguise. Hmm. What? Well, say more about that. Well, that comes as an angel of light. I knew the I knew the verses that evil often looks very attractive. Hmm. It's not something you can easily spot, which I still think. But right. Um. That's an interesting concept. I, I had no thoughts of that as a child. Um, is that from Paul? Uh, I think I'd have to look it up. It's okay. I was I just don't curious. Remember, but yeah. So I had the same, um, very similar. Um, oh, oh, before I start, uh, Everett, where was hell located? Uh Hell was like down there, and so, um, in in many ways, it was portrayed as like a a, a place you could go to. Yeah, yeah. And Tom, how about you? I thought it was just as some spiritual realm. Hmm. Hmm. So, and we talked about this before, I, th- I think, but so. Everything you've said is is really similar to what my understandings were too. Um, but hell was located at the center of the earth <laughs> for me. Well, it is hot there, right? Yeah, that's. I think that's the same thing we've mentioned in past episodes because it's hot. Um, and you know, there's this cavernous idea of everyone sitting around burning, <laughs> you know, torturing, and um, and. It's just this, uh, you know, the, I, I don't really remember, you know, I never thought through how this worked because we, you know, my tradition had the rapture and so people disappeared um, and were, you know, taken to heaven, you know, the clouds, harp scenario, and then everyone else stayed on earth for the tribulation, which was a thousand years of whatever, mass hysteria i don't know um and that's when the mark of the beast came um and this is this is that as i mentioned two or whatever episodes ago the thief in the night um basically is painting my you know theology for me from from that video and and like during this tribulations time the mark of the beast was you you couldn't you know do anything by groceries or anything without getting this 666 mark on your hand or on your forehead or something and these this group of people I'm basically explaining the movie to you are running around trying to survive because they are still you know Christians are considering themselves that way trying to avoid hell where everybody else is just you know <laughs> done you know done bought into it already bought into it and um and so then from that at some point like uh the devil, I guess, uh, is, or the earth is given over to the devil and everything. I, I don't know that everything burns up or anything, but somehow, and I don't, like I said, I hadn't thought through this, you, you end up in hell and you just sit there and burn forever. you like, it's like some kind of, you know, bad Beetlejuice waiting room <laughs> where you're burning forever and ever and ever. 
and uh, <clears throat> that's it. And I have no idea. Um, I, I have no idea where any of that would have came from biblical stuff. I know talks of the tribulation and stuff like that are there in a thousand years and uh, you know, so on. But in my mind, I had worked it on it all into that. So, um, good stuff. <laughs> Not scary at all for a child. Um, where, where did we get the devil in the red? Where'd that come from? Because I, I mean, I mean, gosh, all of pop culture, um, you know, I don't see it as much nowadays, but back then, what, you know, had the red devil with the pitchfork and the horn, stuff like that. Is that a Dante thing or something else? I don't know what its origin is. Um, you know, but I think like a lot of things, we, you know, we create these sort of pop culture images and they kind of take, you know, they take hold like that. That suddenly becomes what it looks like. And, right. you know. It's crazy how we can, how those thoughts, I mean, just how much control, like, pfft, Tom and Jerry had, <laughs> you know, I mean, an entire generation. Um, it would be interesting to know how many people are listening that when I reference Tom and Jerry, they're like, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. But one. I, mean, I mean, my guess is, is that Tom and Jerry's probably building on something else and you see a lot of development. Um, and I'm not an art expert, but you see a lot mm -hmm. of development mm -hmm. of this, like, um, in the middle ages. Right. Right. Um, you know, um, demonology becomes, you know, um, a bigger and bigger part of, you know, sort of just the belief about the world. Um, and, and, and so as art becomes more popularized and, and such, you see, um, I think that's probably where some of this got started. Right. Absolutely. Some of it's incredibly old though, because, Pluto, the god of the underworld, had a pitchfork. Mm. In Roman, I, Roman mythology. And the satyrs, the goat creatures with the cloven hoofs and yep. everything, yep. were creatures that caused mischief. So it's some of this is really old imagery. That reminds me of that, um, the satanic, I started to say satanic temple, but that satanic, you know, um, emblem or statue with the goat head and so on that, you know, they've wanted to, they, because they put the 10 commandments at the, you know, state building or something, someone wanted to put up this, you know, um, satanic, some kind of emblem symbol, whatever thing, um, which is such a, uh, which <laughs> bat him off or something like that. I don't the know. Name of I don't know, but it's so from what we think of what I should, sorry, what I think of when I think of satanic, um, which is, which is different now than when it was, um, as a child, but <clears throat> there's, there's like the statue has like children hanging out around this goat headed satanic thing, but it's just the ideas of this have come from, you know, as you said, from art and some from things of the past, and it just builds and builds and builds and builds. You know, I mean, it's like Santa Claus. You know, it just builds on these ideas and just continues to evolve. Um, I was thinking about that 
oddly enough, the other day. It's like, will Santa Claus evolve into something else in the future? You know, just continue to continue to continue or, or you know, and so on. It's just crazy how the how culture just changes a little bit and a little bit and accepts things through what? Tom and Jerry? It's <laughs> Baphomet. What's that? His name is Baphomet. Baphomet. Hmm. Yeah. If I'm pronouncing it right. Interesting. So, um, interesting point on Pluto um, having a pitchfork too, uh, and all of those all those things are getting combined, you know, in this kind of cultural recipe to ha- give us what we have now on these things. What else about hell um, did you did you envision? Did you think or sorry? I'll say, yeah, did you envision the pearly gates and the book and, you know, Peter, was it Peter? Yeah, Peter at the pearly gates, reading names. And then, you know, again, that's in my head, that's Tom and Jerry too, you know, reading the name and, oh, nope, sorry. And trap door opens up and back down the hill. (laughs) What what the image for me with hell was that there was fire Mm -hmm. and that it was eternal. And so... What that meant to me is that I was continually burned alive right. for eternity. So I assumed somehow burned alive, restored, burned alive, restored, burned alive, restored, you know, mm. for all of time. Wow, it's Groundhog Day. Because, and that's from the story of the rich man and Lazarus. The right. rich man says we are in agony in this fire. Hmm. I, I was thinking about that too, that, that exact story where he says, uh, you know, ask Abraham to dip his finger in, you know, in water and touch my tongue, something to that effect. Um, yeah, you know, he asked, he asked um, Lazarus. Lazarus, was, yes, thank you. He oh, yes. Lazarus, go get me something to drink. That's right. Even in, and someone pointed out, um, even in whatever, um, I don't. Was it? What was the thought behind that? Um, what was the place that he was in? Was it hell? It was in Hades. Hades. Okay, I didn't know if it was Sheol or H- Hades. And it, even there, he's using his status over Lazarus, <laughs> right? Who is in heaven? Uh, someone pointed that out. It's like, wow, he still can't see clearly enough to realize what where he was wrong. So, um, well. Don't you think if you're being burned alive, you would ask for more than a drip of water on your tongue? Ooh. I've always wondered about that. Why didn't he ask for a fire extinguisher? (laughs) Not not that they had fire extinguishers, but, you know, a bucket of water. Right, right. But, but, you know, Matthew's gospel in particular has these images of sort of a... um, you know, <clears throat> where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth and you're thrown into the outer darkness. Um, and and so that's, you know, so some of this also comes from sort of um, Matthew's sort of uh, apocalyptic um, stories that, that, that you get in there. And you, you know, you kind of get this, this, this extreme... Um, that you don't find in as much in the other gospels, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's sort of unique to Matthew and, and, um, you know, there's, there's, there's definite judgment 
and there's definite consequences for the mm-hmm. decisions that you make. Right. Um, not everyone who calls on, on the Lord will, you know, I won't, I won't acknowledge and, and you better be prepared. And if you're not, you know, I mean, so, so some of that is building off of, you know, gospel stories about the importance of the decisions we make now. Right. But I want to add there's my, the same way your tradition had this really well-defined rapture theology that even mm-hmm. a kid understood. Yeah. Mine, mine had a really well-defined idea about heaven and hell. So when you die, you go to the waiting place, right. paradise or Hades. I mean, paradise and Hades are essentially the same as heaven and hell, but they're not the permanent parts of it. So where Lazarus was, was Hades. Hmm. It's like the mini hell, the waiting, the waiting place for the real, the real thing. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's what it Which says. Is, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what we thought. Oh. That you said Lazarus went really, there. I thought it said that Lazarus what? went to heaven and and the rich man went to hell, but. No, it just says paradise and oh. Oh. Hades. Oh, paradise. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so the rich man was in uh, Hades and and Lazarus was in paradise. Right. Okay. Okay. Sorry. See, it's kind of old theology. I mean, that's not really, that's kind of some old theology there, predating the Reformation, which I didn't know growing up. But what were you going to say, Everett? I mean, and it's just sort of interesting, even scripturally. You know the the names of the places change, and so in the earlier um, texts of the Old Testament, the you know it's it's Sheol, which is used, and then mm-hmm. once you sort of move into mm, apocryphal yeah. texts in the New Testament, suddenly you know Hades becomes um, becomes the 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 word. Um, and it's just sort of interesting how there was that shift within their scriptures of understanding the difference between Sheol and Hades that's mm-hmm. captured in in one book. And then, um, and then Jesus would use Gehenna um, for or or which which was hell, right? Is that? God, it's too early. My head won't work. <laughs> yeah, literally, it's a it's a trash heap. Correct, right? But that was hell uh, interpreted as, or was it hell? The word, our word, hell, hell was the word Gehenna. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Which was the trash heap? Which was, and that is where I have, and I don't know when this came about, but the um, gnashing of teeth. And uh, somewhere, some dogs got thrown in there. I'm sure it's in scripture somewhere or something. I don't remember a description I read of Gehenna where there are eternal fires because it's a trash heap and things just continue to burn there. Um, and there are dogs gnashing or fighting over, you know, scraps and stuff like that. And, and that's that envision, envisioning of what I have of... Um, it's tormenting. It's it's just continual and an idea of what hell is like, not 
hell at the center of Earth, but something that's in my mind now. Um, I guess I'm jumping ahead of things here, um, but the uh, I was just reading that uh, rich man and Luke. It is said the time came when beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried in Hades where he was in torment. He looked up and saw Abraham away, sorry, far away and Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in the agony of this fire. Interesting. <laughs> um, well, and it's interesting. I just did kind of a, a, a word search of the word hell, and you know, um, James um, or Second Peter two says, "For if God did not spare the angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell, and committed them to chains of deepest darkness to be kept until the judgment." Um, mm. You know, so hashtag waiting place. <laughs> Hash Brown, Brown. <laughs> and and this is and this is real. I mean, this is this is, and I think Tom, you know, I mean, this is um, <laughs> N.T. Wright's big point is is that that all of this was waiting until the judgment day. Hmm. Yes, so whatever that waiting is, whether it was in Hades or heaven, uh, purgatory, uh, you're just asleep. Whatever it is, that there's this day of judgment and. That that's really what we're hoping for. I I gotta say, I would much rather have what I grew up with <laughs> than <laughs> what you guys had with that well thought out rapture stuff. Because the rapture is, I mean, hell is terrifying, mm. but you can avoid it. Mm-hmm. Um. It's terrifying for other people, but nobody living thinks that's where I'm going. You know, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. kind of different. <clears throat> and for you guys, you couldn't avoid the garbage because the rapture. I mean, you could, I guess, if you're not left behind. But how many of us think we're good enough not to be left behind? Not oh. very many of us. Yeah. So I, I was. That's way more terrifying <laughs> than. I think what I grew up with, and I think what I grew up, I mean, I think the waiting place stuff, I think there's some ancient Christian stuff in there. But anyway, you guys were more damaged than I was. Totally. <laughs> Did you grow up with the rapture, Everett? Um, I, not, not necessarily in my church. It wasn't talked about. Um, I, I think within the larger Christian culture, mm-hmm. um, it was, you know, the rapture was, was just a part of Oklahoma Christian culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely the Tim LaHaye books um, about Left Behind were really popular. And so even sort of normal, um, you know, mainline Christians were, were reading those texts and or those books and thinking oh well this is how this is how it works um yeah if you don't know and you just get a book like that you're right yeah and 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 i you know and i think that's why you know the the rapture has always been part of theology but i you know la 
really popularized it into the mass market and and that's where you know you began to see some real pushback from scholars who are like whoa you know um but go ahead no go ahead i never even heard of the rapture till i was in eighth or ninth grade no it's because my parents put me in a private school and so i was with (laughs) a lot of kids who were not from my tradition all of a sudden Mm -hmm. and i remember we saw we went on a treat a church a school retreat and they showed us one of those videos oh my gosh and i didn't believe i didn't believe a word of it (laughs) because we were really well versed in what we thought in Mm. my tradition but i thought gosh this is terrifying (laughs) good thing none of this is true (laughs) (laughs) and i liked him give my friends a hard time who believed it, you know, but anyway, man, that's, that's some serious early on wokeness by you there <laughs> because well, I gobbled any, everything up. Any kid that grew up where I grew up would have, you know, we were taught to argue with Baptists. So that's crazy. It was one of our greatest pastimes. <laughs> There's baseball barbecue and arguing with Baptist. <laughs> well, you know, more you, you're not surprised if you're like a Jehovah's Witness kid or mm. Mormon kid is taught to argue. Yeah, yeah. And I think Church of Christ was just right a step, you know, below those two as far as raising their kids to door knock and know right. what they think. I was Let's taken say, go ahead. Which Go ahead. No, that was it. I was, um, I forget if I've ever said this on here, but I, my high school girlfriend was church of Christ and, um, I was taken into, uh, after many years, months, I don't know, dating or whatever. I was showed up at her house one time and I was sat down at the kitchen table by her father (laughs) who told me why, why I was wrong (laughs) in the church of Christ was right. (laughs) Yeah, what town was it in? Uh, in Haskell. Hmm. Yeah, and it was um, it was <laughs> it was like for eleven junior, I don't know, whatever senior, junior, I don't know, whatever, whatever age I was. It was a pretty. I'm just like, is this really happening? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> oh gosh, um, you know that's so. I I would say, I would almost say that early on. Um, probably in junior high, let's say, um, and before I, I gobbled up everything I was told because why would someone lie to me? Right. right. I mean, I was gullible, uh, gullible to a sense or, you know, maybe just, you know, trusting, I don't know. I mean, it's like, well, these people take care of me and love me. Why wouldn't I believe this? And, and, and same for them. They had been taught that. Why wouldn't they, you know, I mean, um, my father's father was a a free will Baptist preacher. And he like walked to give revivals and started a bunch of free will Baptist churches in Oklahoma or and and Arkansas, um, on foot. (laughs) And, um, you know, and, and, and so my father, I mean, same thing. Why would he have questioned anything? This was it. And so, um, for you, for you to go into something and be like, Oh yeah, this is crap. That's amazing to me because I have nothing. I have, I mean, everything I read, I would have accepted as doctrine. And I think this, you know, and Justin, 
This is where we need to have some grace with folks. I mean, even even when Absolutely. we disagree, is is that they didn't come to their positions yes. like for for nefarious or mean ways. And and so even if I disagree with it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and you know, and, and I don't necessarily have the baggage because I mean the the, the church I went to that just wasn't a big part of it, but mm-hmm. just you, you know. Um, and I think there's this there's there's always this sort of um, response that we have to look back and go, oh well, they should have known better. Oh yeah, right. And right. and there's some you know, and there's 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 you know maybe some you know truth to that, but you know it's 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 sort of like when you're swimming in water, and this is like oh, this is water, mm-hmm. and I don't know. No, I Can agree. I... I agree, and it's and it's. And I will say it has taken years um, to come to that point. And I would definitely easily say I am not past it. Uh, and by past it, I mean offering complete and uh, grace to. I hate to say those people because I love those people. Um, you know, and I can sit here and name them and I could go to them still today and they would do anything for me, um, knock down a brick wall, you know, it's just, and, but, but it's like one of those things to where it's like, it's, it's like, oh, okay. You know, this is, um, and I use the the reference and especially with the youth, um, kind of thing. It's like, look, um, because they may have parents who are, who came from this and have, uh, similar thoughts or something. And, and, um, when you are five years old and you're sitting across from the kitchen table, at some listening to someone teach you something that gives you food, the roof over your head and takes care of you in every way and security. Why wouldn't you trust them? Right. Um, and so, and, and they're just doing the best they could. It is right. And I, I want to, I agree with you guys. I, I, when I first left the churches I grew up in, I was very bitter and angry. Right. And, for all kinds of good and bad reasons. And now I'm just grateful mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the good parts of it. I don't, I've kind of forgotten the bad parts. I, I'm grateful that they taught us, they encouraged us all to sing. Yeah. They taught us a lot of scripture. Um, they, it was, there were much worse places and ways to grow up. Very true. And, mm-hmm. And I don't know that the that the mainline Protestant sort of um, lukewarm Christianity, you know, does anyone any favors either. Here um, we go. Oh, pause. Okay, put a pin in that. I I was thinking. I was wondering that if we were going to go there because. I'm torn all the time. Okay, pause. I feel like we. Are you really wanting us to pause? I'm literally wanting you to pause because I want to talk about this, but this is we can't. We're at 30 minutes right now, but I really want to do this, and I don't know if heaven and hell is the episode. So, all right, everybody, look down at something near you and write down what you want to say. <laughs> Because I do, I really, really, really want to talk about this more so that I would even be willing to put heaven and hell on pause. (laughs) 
Sorry, Everett. Don't get mad at me, please. <laughs> so, okay, um, well, I've written a post-it note and it's sticking on my monitor. All now. right. So let me well, jump in. Let me jump in and say this real quick. Back to the past. Something I want to clarify for anyone who is listening. <clears throat> um, there was not purposeful abuse in my past. Um, there was no physical, um, there was not conscious mental abuse. Um, so I just wanted to kind of clarify that because someone listening may have dealt through the exact same stuff we're talking about. And there could have been some, you know, conscious mental abuse, you know, or physical abuse. And that is not my past. Um, so while I have came to a place to where I can look back and be like, oh, wow, I am grateful for this. There may be some situations out there where people are have had different experiences. So I, I just wanted to clarify that. That kind of popped in my mind. Um, so my forgiveness of others and, and realizing the blessing that I had growing up is uh, not coming from a place to where I was abused. Um, so uh, any final thoughts on that portion? Nope. All right. Um, so we'll continue with hell next time. And we have a pin in the hell you say. Not? Whoa, 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 buddy. Whoa. So now, now I got to so put what the... we've done, Justin, is we've talked about what we ideas about heaven, then ideas about hell. Now we're going to go into what we think now. What we think about hell now. Okay. <laughs> yep. And that'll be our I next was saying one. that for the listeners. And then we're, thank you, Tom. Good job. Now, and you know, also th myself. So then we're going to lukewarmness of mainliners. <laughs> oh boy, here it goes. <laughs> uh, good discussion. That was good. Thank you all for joining us and thank you for listening. And may the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at, at FunDrainPod. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.